Welcome to the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. Your host is Rocio Beza. Let's get started. Hey there and welcome. I'm Rocio Baeza, the host of the GDPR Stand Up Podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 19. So today we are dedicating the episode to uh, CCPA. So the CCPA is the California Consumer Privacy Act. It goes into effect January of next year. And I see this as the early GDPR ripple that is hitting the U.S. I am based on the U.S. I am in Chicago. So this is something that is very uh, relevant to my field. And given the link that it has to GDPR, I figured that it made sense to cover it in the podcast. And if you are just joining our web, our podcast, uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast. We are dedicating this podcast to helping you succeed with GDPR compliance. And you are welcome to go through the previous episodes so that you can catch up uh, with all of our discussion points with GDPR. I launched this podcast back in December. And we are 19 episodes in, so there's not too many episodes, I would say, that you have to make up. Uh, But if uh, you are wanting to catch up, you're more than welcome to. And if you want to listen real time from now on, just keep in mind that we have uh, weekly episodes that release on Sunday. Okay, and in today's episode, so we are going to be doing an overview of the CCPA. And I want to share that uh, you actually have the option to view the webinar version of our material. So I actually delivered this webinar live last week. And uh, the way that I have it formatted is I have my webcam on and I am sharing slides. So if you would like to learn more about the California Consumer Privacy Act and visually see the material that I've organized, um, you can access the we- the webinar, um, which is basically the same material that are gonna that I will be covering in today's episode. And I would say that the webinar is more of an extended version of what we're gonna cover today, as I'm also gonna be adding an additional topic where in the webinar um, I also talk about the the key things to keep in mind before getting started with uh, getting ready for CCPA and if you would like to access the web the the webinar uh, you should be able to find the link to that on the show notes or you can find that on our sister site at cybersecuritybase.com so I've realized that I haven't really quite explained what cyber cybersecurity base is so let me spend just a just a moment to talk about that so i have a consulting practice i founded cybersecurity base uh, in january of 2018 and the idea there is i provide consulting services to clients that are needing help with either uh, with either data privacy or data security uh, laws, regulations, or frameworks. My specialty is around GDPR, CCPA, and also PCI. So uh, that's why some of the information uh, is not always linked to the GDPR stand-up website. 
All right. So going back to uh, what we're going to be covering today. So we're going to be doing an overview of the CCPA and we're going to be breaking this out into four bullet points. We will talk about what the CCPA is, what it requires, why it's coming up and who this will impact. So with that, we're going to go ahead and dive in. Okay, so uh, again, the CCPA, it's an acronym and it stands for the California Consumer Privacy Act. Again, it goes into effect January of 2020, but uh, many organizations have already uh, either started the process or in, are in the middle of the process of becoming CCPA ready. And um, if, you, if this is something that you are not quite um, have kicked off at your or, or organization, just keep in mind that you have until January of 2020 to get things ready. Um, so you still have a few months. Okay, so who does it impact? So this, this, uh, this law, it impacts businesses where the services are available in the state of California. And specifically, it impacts those businesses that are holding personal information of California residents. And personal information here, so there is an, an actual definition that the law uh, includes, but it basically relates to any information that can uh, link to a specific individual person. Uh, there are examples that are provided in the law that would be classified as personal information and just for just as an example so that you have an idea of what that includes uh, things like uh, names uh, contact information like an, an address a, a telephone number and even an email address are considered as personal information um, so given that broad definition of what personal in information would in encompass, I would say that this is probably going to affect uh, the majority of U.S.-based companies. And the last uh, criteria is, so these businesses that have their services available in California and are holding personal information of California residents, um, they have to meet any one of the following three thresholds. Threshold number one is that the business um, is generating more than $25 million in annual gross revenue. Threshold number two is that the business is holding personal information of 50,000 or more consumers, households, or devices. And threshold number three is that the business is, um, well, 50% or more of the annual revenue uh, for the business is around selling California personal information. So if, if your organization meets this criteria where, and it meets one of the three thresholds that I just shared, it means that the CCPA does impact your organization. And I like to stress that uh, the CCPA, like the GDPR, these are laws and regulations. And because laws and regulations bring 
legal risk to your organization, it's very important that you loop in your legal counsel when you are taking on an initiative to address uh, these types of, of initiatives. And I am not an attorney, I am not a lawyer. Uh, I, I just wanna make that very, very clear. But I do have experience in implementing uh, components like the ones that are called for uh, in the CCPA. Uh, this is something that I'm very passionate about and that's, that's why I am talking about it. Okay, so we talked about who the CCPA will impact. Now let's talk about why this is coming up. No, it's not that lawyers or politicians are trying to make it more difficult for organizations to operate. It might seem that that way, but the idea is, um, so GDPR, it went into effect last year in 2018, and this is simply a ripple effect of, of that. The CCPA is basically um, doing something similar that the GDPR did, uh, however, I would say that the CCPA is not as extensive as GDPR, but many of the reasons or many of the, the drivers for GDPR are the same drivers for CCPA. And some of those drivers are things like there's simply concerns around data privacy. There is large and large amounts of volume of data being collected by organizations and there's in many cases there's not a lot of transparency ar around what information is being collected about us uh, how that information is being used whether it be like how that information is being used internally or how that information might be uh, sold or shared with other organizations and be and the idea here is uh, the CCPA is looking to uh, create more transparency around that, uh, but there's also an emphasis on uh, providing consumers with choice with the selling of uh, their personal information. What I found very interesting and something that I very much appreciate is that the CCPA goes into um, the consumer impact of of the CCPA and because uh, because this is something that affects every consumer, every person, um, I think it's important for me to read that off. So in uh, section two of the CCPA, bullet point number F uh, reads this. It, it says, uh, the unauthorized disclosure, oh, and this, this, this is basically one of the uh, one of the drivers for the CCPA and it reads this so it reads the unauthorized disclosure of personal data and the loss of privacy can have devastating effects for individuals ranging from financial fraud identity theft and unnecessary costs to personal time and finances to destruction of property harassment reputational damage emotional stress and even potential physical harm. If this is something that you're not familiar with or aware of, um, this is something that I'm going to be covering more extensively in future episodes. The reason that I am very passionate about GDPR and the CCPA is, is because if our personal information falls in the wrong hands, it can have some very 
uh, serious consequences to the quality of our life. And I believe that this is not obvious. And because it's not obvious, that's why we are not pushing our politicians, our representatives to do more. And I think that if we just share more about like what that actually means, uh, how is it that an, a, a person's quality of life can be impacted by poor data security or data privacy, I think that is what will allow us to, to see why we are seeing things like the GDPR and the CCPA. All right, so we've talked about who the CCPA impacts. We've talked about why this is coming up. And now let's switch gears and talk about um, what the CCPA is. And I did something similar than what I did with the GDPR. So I broke down the CCPA into com components and I'm calling this the four CCPA components. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, uh, this is going to sound very similar. So I also have uh, a resource called the 10 GDPR components. And when I was learning about GDPR and I was trying to organize and remember the breadth of GDPR, I broke it down in, into these 10 components. And I went through a similar exercise with the CCPA so that it was a little bit more, it was so, so that it would be easier for me to think of, all right, what are all the things that the CCPA uh, encompasses? And the four components are uh, as follows. The first one is internal record keeping. The next one is individual rights. The next one is third party contracts. And the last one is privacy policy. I'm going to do a quick overview of what these four components are and uh, we will probably be doing a deeper dive on the individual components in future episodes. All right and and uh, the first one that we're going to cover is internal record keeping. So by that this is what I mean um, because the CCPA is um, is specifically around personal information that the organization holds, it's very important that we have um, cornerstone internal record keeping so that we are being very clear with what information is being held by your organization and what of that information is classified as personal information. So when we're talking about internal record keeping, uh, we, we want to be able to document, okay, what data does your company hold? What data meets the conditions for, for it to be considered as personal information? What is the source of that personal information? Is it coming directly from the individual or is it coming from a partner or a third party? And lastly, what is the business use of that personal information? How is that being used internally? How is that being shared? And how is that potentially being sold with other uh, organizations? All right, and the next component is going to be individual rights. Like with GDPR, uh, the CCPA also provides individual rights, and, and we have a total of six. And the first one is the right to know what PII is being collected about a person. And here I'm switching terminology. Um, I'm using the term PII just as a 
way of simplifying and not having to say personal information or personal data. Um, So just uh, keep that in mind. The second individual right, guys, is the right to know whether uh, a person's PII is sold or disclosed and to whom. So so the, the idea here is uh, just having more tra- transparency with the selling of people's personal information. Individual right number three is the right to say no to the sale of your own PII. This is also known as the right to opt out. Individual right number four is going to be the right to access of, to their PII. Individual right number six, I'm sorry, number five, is the right to equal service and price even after exercising these rights. In other words, the CCPA does not allow for any type of discrimination um, if if a person decides to exercise any of these rights. And individual right number six is going to be the right to request the deletion of PII. So some of the terminology here might be slightly different than that of the GDPR, but I would say that that there's lots of overlap. The idea here is the laws providing individual rights so that people understand, okay, what kind of PII does an organization hold about them? and 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 having more information as as to how that information is being used and if the person does not want the organization to sell their PII that's an individual right that's being afforded uh, under the CCPA okay so that's component number two guys we have two more and then we are done with today's episode So with uh, the third uh, CCPA component would be third party contracts. So this is this is going to apply when an organization is sharing personal information or PII with another organization. When that is taking place, um, this idea of having third party contracts would make sense. And the reason it makes sense is because the organizations will have to um, will have to have operational proce- processes in order to comply with the CCPA and the best way of ensuring that, that that these responsibilities are being met by all parties is by having these contractual agreements so that we are able to clarify all right who's responsible for what and this helps ensure cooperation I think one of the key, uh, key reasons for wanting to have a third-party contracts if your organization is sharing uh, PII with another organization is we want to make sure that we clarify uh, all right if someone reaches out to us and decides to exercise their right uh, and they want their PII to be deleted um, it's not just going to have to apply to one organization, to the organization that the person reaches out to. The person will reach out to one organization, but if that organization is sharing PII with other organizations, that request will have to be communicated up to the chain so that all organizations that you are sharing PII with are honoring that request for deleting PII. So keep in mind, if your organization is sharing PII 
with other organizations and you are um, and the CCPA applies to you, you want to make sure that you have good uh, contracts in place so that it's crystal clear who is responsible for what. And lastly, we uh, the CCPA component number four is going to be the privacy policy. So the privacy policy is an industry standard. This is something that we've seen commonly uh, displayed on a website. And the idea here is just having good information on the type of information that the organization holds about people, where that data is coming from, how it's being used, and uh, contact information for uh, any questions that, that you may have. Under the CCPA, there are additional disclosures that are required to be shown uh, to anyone that you are looking to do business with. Uh, just some examples of what those disclosures are, are things like the homepage needing to have a presence of a do not sell my personal information section. And the idea here is individuals should know that they have a right to say, hey, I don't want you to sell my PII. And there should be some type of opt out feature in that area so that if a consumer is wanting to do business with your organization, is, is sharing a PII with your organization, if your organization is selling data with other organizations, the customer will have the option to say, hey, I'm gonna give you my information, I wanna do business with you, but I don't want you to sell my personal information to anyone else. Another disclosure would have to be uh, just a list of the consumer rights that are available to residents of California and, and, and additional consumer privacy rights that are afforded under the CCPA. And uh, something new is at the point of collecting PII, so whether it be before or at the moment that an organization is prompting for a person to provide PII, uh, there's going to have to be disclosures, disclosures so that it's clear um, the types of the categories of PII that is being collected by your organization and the business purpose of PII. Uh, this, this is uh, something interesting to highlight because I would say for the most part up until now, the common practice has been to uh, collect PII and having a link to the privacy policy somewhere on the website or somewhere on the form that the user is completing. And the idea is if the person wants to see the privacy policy, the privacy notice, uh, they can click on the link. But with the CCPA, um, this is actually requiring a step further in that um, there are specific disclosures that have to be made either at the point where PII is being collected or beforehand. All right, so um, that basically is the core of the material that we wanted to cover for today's episode. So uh, just as a recap, we talked about what the CCPA is, we talked about who it impacts, we talked about what it requires, and we talked about why this is coming up. And as we are wrapping up our episode for today, I want to leave you with two calls to action. So the first one is um, 
if you have any questions or topics that you want to submit for a future episode of the podcast, go ahead and submit it. And um, I think that this is the best way to make sure that the podcast continues to serve information that you find most beneficial. And uh, I opened this up very recently. So if you haven't uh, submitted a question, please just go ahead and think of, okay, what kind of questions you have in your mind that maybe we haven't covered in one of the most recent episodes. And if you submit it, I'd be happy to consider it for an upcoming episode. And the way that you can submit that question is there are two ways. You can either uh, go to the show, the show notes and find the link to the Google form, or you can go to our, our website at gdprsynup.com. If you click on podcast, you should see a section on the right panel where you can click on it and it'll direct you to the Google form where you can go ahead and submit your question. That was call to action number one. And now let's uh, go through call to action number two. If you are looking to get help to get CCPA ready, let me know. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I have a consulting practice where I provide professional services for organizations that need help with GDPR, CCPA, and PCI. So if this is something that you know you're gonna need for 2019, um, shoot me an email. I am taking clients on so that I can help you uh, or your organization become ready with the CCPA. Just keep in mind that you have until December 31st to get your house in order. This new law goes into effect January 1st of 2020. So just looking at the calendar, we're in April. And just keep in mind that November and December are the holidays. So it would make sense to have everything buttoned up by October, ideally, so that you can feel confident that your organization is ready to comply with the CCPA before it goes into effect January 1st of 2020. All right, guys, so that basically wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the GDPR Stand-Up Podcast. If you need additional help, please check us out at gdprstandup.com. Until next time.